say you've got five hours during Saturday and Sunday, and then you flew to uh, Chicago for the Labour Club. How is recovery? How are you doing physically? Um, feeling better today. Um, you know, it always takes a few days, anyways, to recover from a, a busy and high-intensity weekend. You know, when uh, regardless of how difficult the match was physically, you still have a letdown emotionally. You know, because you're drained from that perspective. Um, but uh, you know, honestly, Chicago wasn't very difficult. It was just a traveling day with four hours on the ground, and it was fun. And when it's fun, it's not a drag. Uh, so, so that was nice. Um, Tuesday also had a busy day, you know, um, also came to practice, but then yesterday I was, um, had nothing going on, went to the beach, went to the pool, um, and then today I had, had practice, so um, it's been much slower, slept a bunch, and uh, feel much better today. Are you looking for a revenge with the Ultra at the finals here? Uh, yes, I'm very excited about that finals, so um, no. Uh, we're not there yet, so we have plenty of time. My focus is the first round, yes. Maybe he's focusing about the finals, I'm not. Hey Roger, uh, since you've been around, the color of the hot coats have changed over the years. When you came, it was green here, and indoors used to be red, and now it's blue almost everywhere. Is there anybody in the color that's, uh, from players' perspective, is better suited visibility-wise? And would you like to see more black hot coats like the one you have um, I don't know. Um, I think most important for us, the players, is the co the color of the backdrop. You know, more than the color itself that we play on. Um, that's my initial feeling. But then um, I would have to think about it. Um, and almost most important is this for the viewer at home. You know, and in the stadium that it's comfortable for them to watch tennis, not that they watch tennis on the court color and I think that's why it's changed over the year because I felt like they maybe felt that blue and purple is more suited or black uh, to see on TV because you don't want to put the TV on and you can hardly see the ball you know so I think uh, that's why the changes were made um, yeah but you're right I've, I've seen quite a few changes throughout my career sure. hey Roger, I want to ask you about that match against El Potro. you were uh, it just seemed like there was so much emotion on both sides and you were annoyed with all different things that were going on outside the court. Um, can you just talk about the emotions of that match and you talked about being emotionally drained after that match. It seemed like very, very intense, not just physically. Um, I mean, your emotion drained after every finals, regardless if you win or lose, because there's a letdown. That's what I meant with it, not particularly more after that one. So. If you want, you can read into it. It's not because it was a high-intensity match, a high-emotional match. Um, and I wasn't complaining about a lot of things. We just had some arguments with the umpire. Uh, maybe that's a bit more than usual, but uh, at the end of the day, it was a tennis match, and uh, I enjoyed it. And uh, the handshake was a good one, uh, you know. So I'm I'm happy about how I played and uh, how I felt afterwards. Uh, didn't take me a whole whole lot of time to get over it, to be honest, because I felt like um, could have gone either way. Unfortunately, I, didn't, I wasn't the winner's side because maybe I've had enough luck throughout the last 14 months on my side of the of the court. So it's okay to lose some, and I, thought, I felt like also one more team went to earn it. You know, you had to play good to get it, and then you kind of move on with it. And yeah, I mean, about the the crowds were really into it. I enjoyed that. That's nice to see that they they were into it fully, and. 
we care too. So you're talking about the negative things. I see more of me trying to pump myself up to actually play great tennis and him, he was the same. So I think we, we both did it trying to win the match and trying to be, um, bring the intensity to the court and leave the finals without, without any regrets really. Uh, winning tournaments, um, I guess trying to stay world number one, trying to get to world number one at this point because I'm so close, everything's so tight. Um, stay injury free, enjoy myself, try to beat the best players that are out there. So, yeah, that's it. And when, yeah, just enjoy it from that perspective, then obviously there's a lot of family and friends and that stuff, the more important things, you know, that I care a lot about. Yeah. Um, so Pilcher has undergone four surgeries to get back to where he is. Can you talk about how impressed you are as a fellow player that someone can fight through that and still play at the top level? Well, I mean, I can't really, so because I haven't been there myself, so it's just I can only look from far away and think like I wonder how it was for him. You know, uh, hard to imagine how. Most important about having had surgeries, I guess, and um, being injured <coughs> is the doubts you have. Are you ever going to come back? <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, overcoming that fear, you know, and gaining confidence again. That seemed like it took a while. And uh, what I respect a lot from Juan Martin is that when he did come back uh, two years ago, when I was supposed to play him here, and then I eventually had to pull out because I was sick. Um, he put himself out there knowing very well he was not going to win tournaments. You know, he knew he was just going to try to play again with a slice and see where it takes him. And that takes some guts, you know, to be honest. Or you just say like, okay, maybe that's how I start and eventually hopefully I'll find my backhand again and my confidence again in my wrist. And that's why it's such a nice story because he finally did it, but he had to do it the hard way, put himself out there, knowing he was not going to win all the matches he was going to play. And it's, it's tough to do that, you know, and that uh, deserves a lot of respect, in my opinion, especially knowing what level he can achieve as a player. Roger, if you could think back to when you won the Orange Bowl here, um, I assume you didn't envision the career that you've been able to have. Do you nope. remember at all what it felt like? Oh, play a few years? Um, I mean, I was excited that, I guess, I don't know when I found out that I was going to get the wild card for the 99 Miami Open. That was a big deal. Uh, unfortunately, I played a horrible match, a terrible attitude in that match, lost first round. But uh, in the juniors, um, played some great players, you know, I remember. Uh, beat Nalbandian in the semis and Korea in the finals on this very court. Um, so, yeah, my... My memory is to, to keep his cane go way back and then to Miami even further when I played the under 14 Orange Bowl at the Biltmore Hotel. Um, so I've always enjoyed coming to Miami. Um, yeah, and I, what did I think then? I guess I finished the world number, as world number one juniors after winning that finals. I needed to win to, to, to clinch it. And then after that, I figured, like, well, maybe who knows, I could become world number one in the pros, but still a long way away. But you know, you start to have a dream, and I think it helped me to, to win the Orange Bowl here in that, in that year. Two more How do you feel about the move from the tournament from here to um, Hard Rock Stadium? 
I don't know. I don't know the other venue at all. Um, I mean, I know this tournament only, like all the other players, as, as this venue. I've been coming here forever, ever since the juniors. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely going to be very different, you know, when it moves. Obviously, you got to give it a few years to really be able to tell, but uh, I hope it's going to be good, um, especially for the fans and especially for the people to attend and you guys and everybody, the players, I'm sure they'll, they'll find a way, you know, and I hope it's going to be a wonderful event and that we look back in 30 years from now and say, like, thank God we made this move. Right now it's, it's uh, yeah, it's, uh, it doesn't feel great to move away from Kibis Kane, to be honest, but uh, they must have their reasons and uh, as players we have to respect those. We're not the ones calling the shots. So. Last one here. You said you were a bigger fan uh, three years ago, and there's been a lot of talk about how it has helped you come over the backhand. How has the bigger, larger frame helped in your serve? Because that's such a weapon throughout your career. Mm -hmm. How do you compare the two frames? Well, I just feel like uh, so I had three frames: the 85, the 90, and 97. Then, and I had the 85 to 2002, the 90 from 2002 to 2014, and then the 97 from then on. Uh, I just feel like the the one I play right now, the RF ninety seven, is just uh, it's just easier to play on every single day. You know, it gives me easier power on the serve. It allows me to attack the backhand more. Allows me to hit easier uh, backhand half volley as well. Um, I've had some. I had to make, do some minor, minor adjustments maybe on the on the slice and on the forehand. You know, which were it was. Uh, always working um, so I just had some adjustments to make there but I feel like it's helped me just overall and every single day that it's just easier to play tennis the other ones you had to feel really good um, focus move your legs you had to be on at all times to play with it so this one seems a bit easier and I think it's helped me um, to keep my confidence up for longer periods of time maybe thank you